to Discover Health, where we help you take control of your health so you can transform your life. Your host, functional medicine expert, Dr. Trish Murray, is on a mission to help every baby boomer age with dignity and grace. Hello, everyone. It's Dr. Trish Murray, physician, best-selling author, and the Health Catalyst speaker. And today's podcast is entitled Metabolic Syndrome. What is it and how do I know if I have it? If you go back in time, folks, for the first name that was ever given to this condition, metabolic syndrome, we didn't call it that in the beginning. The first name it was ever given was actually called Syndrome X, because actually traditional medicine and doctors didn't really know what caused it. Uh, it was, it's, and you will see the diagnosis in a minute of all the things you must have in order to be diagnosed with metabolic syndrome. But again, it was originally called Syndrome X because actually we didn't know what exactly it was, but it was leading down a path of a lot of chronic diseases, high blood pressure and heart disease and diabetes. It then took on the name Insulin Resistance Syndrome or Pre-Diabetes. And that's because during metabolic syndrome, a huge part of the physiology of it is that a person is putting out a ton of insulin, but the insulin isn't working properly. So it is entitled insulin resistance or it's pre-diabetes, meaning people's sugars are rising and rising, not diagnostic yet of diabetes, but they're greater than 100 and abnormal. And this again is developing insulin resistance, which leads down the path to eventually, in many people, most people, the eventual diagnosis of type two adult onset diabetes. Now, over the years, we've really come to realize that it, this condition, this syndrome is a metabolic problem, meaning someone's metabolism is so out of balance that they develop chronic conditions and insulin resistance and eventually diabetes. So when you say metabolic syndrome, that word metabolism, what is someone's metabolism? We all may have heard that word metabolic or met metabolism, but what does it mean? Well, the definition of metabolism is the chemical process occurring within a living organism that are necessary to support life. So actually not just one process, as I said, but I mean the chemical processes, all of the chemical processes occurring within any living organism that are necessary for, to support life, to keep you alive. And if these internal chemical processes are all out of whack and out of balance, then you're not going to be able to support life optimally. And that's what metabolic syndrome is, folks. It's a complete imbalance of the chemical processes that should be going on in your body optimally. They're not happening optimally, and they're leading you down a path of metabolic syndrome. So, well, what's the diagnosis of metabolic syndrome? How do you know if you have it? And what are the things that are out of balance? Well, 
to, in order to diagnose anyone with metabolic syndrome, that you have to have three out of five things going on within your metabolism in order to diagnose you with metabolic syndrome. And the list is here. So first of all, number one, a fasting blood sugar greater than 100. In the traditional medical model, normal blood sugar, fasting blood sugar, meaning you don't eat anything after midnight the night before. You can drink water the morning you get your blood drawn, but you shouldn't eat any foods of any kind. And so a fasting blood sugar of greater than 100 is abnormal. It should be less than 99. And actually, folks, in an optimal functional medicine world opinion, your, an optimal fasting blood sugar would be less than 90. But in the traditional medical model, a normal blood sugar, fasting blood sugar would be less than 99, and an abnormal one is greater than 100. Now, to be diagnosed with diabetes, type 2 diabetes, or any form of diabetes for that matter, a blood sugar needs to be higher than, a fasting blood sugar needs to be higher than 126. So you notice a fasting blood sugar greater than 100, but lower than 126 is diagnostic of metabolic syndrome or insulin resistance or prediabetes, but not yet type 2 diabetes. So that's number one. Number two, the second factor that might be a sign or is a sign of metabolic syndrome if you have it is a high density lipoprotein, an HDL, the good cholesterol being less than 40 in a man or less than 50 in a woman. So you need to know, you need to get your lipids checked or you need to look at a lab test that you last had done of your HDL, your good cholesterol. And if you are male and it is less than 40, that's concerning, it's not high enough. If you are a woman, it's less than 50, that's concerning. Women usually have higher HDL than men do. So that's number two. The third factor in determining whether a person has metabolic syndrome is waist circumference. Now, as we know, we all would love to have the pear-shaped body, you know, the waist that comes in and then the hips go out wider, you know, the, the hourglass shape. So the waist would be pear-shaped and smaller and the uh, bottom where the hips are would be wider. Well, that's the optimal, but as we age and as we, if we put on too much fat, you know, body fat, and especially abdominal body fat and visceral, meaning fat around the organs of the abdomen, such as you know the idea of like a pot belly or an apple-shaped body, big waisted but small hips, that a waist circumference greater than 40 inches in men and greater than 35 inches in women is the next factor that's a sign having metabolic syndrome. Now, if you have a measuring tape that looks like this one, where you can pull it out or you have a fabric one, if you do sewing and things, or if you even have a, a metal one, but it's flexible, you could wrap it around your waist right at your belly button. You can check your own waist circumference and see what it is. So again, a waist circumference greater than 40 inches in a man 
greater than 35 inches in a woman would put you at risk is one of the five factors that, that would put you at risk for metabolic syndrome. The fourth factor is your blood pressure. A blood pressure greater than 135 over 85 puts a person, is one of the factors of having metabolic syndrome. Again, blood pressure greater than 135 over 85. And the fifth factor that can be looked at to determine if someone has metabolic syndrome is triglycerides. That Triglycerides are pure fat in the bloodstream. If your triglycerides are greater than 150, then you are at risk to have, and you have one of the factors of the five. And if you have three or more of the five factors that positive, meaning they're found to be positive for you, three out of the five, then you have metabolic syndrome. So again, one more time, number one, fasting blood sugar greater than 100. Number two, HDL less than 40 in a man or less than 50 in a woman. Three, waist circumference greater than 40 inches in men and greater than 35 inches in women because that has to do with increased fat in the abdomen and around the viscera, the, the organs of the body. Four, blood pressure greater than 135 over 85 and five triglycerides greater than 150. Now folks, a study that was done out in the metabolic uh, scientific world called the Interheart Study, analyzed greater than 1,000 people who had a myocardial infarction, basically had a heart attack. And what they found was these risk factors accounted for greater than 80% of the risk of why they had an, a myocardial infarction, a heart attack. There's eight risk factors here, but you'll notice every single one of the ones that we just talked about for metabolic syndrome are listed here. Abnormal lipids, abnormal cholesterol, abnormal fats, the HDL, the triglycerides. Two, smoking. Three, high blood pressure. We just talked about that as one of the factors. Four, having diabetes and already being diagnosed with diabetes. Now, metabolic syndrome is pre-diabetes, so you may not have diabetes yet. Five, abdominal obesity, meaning an increased abdominal waist circumference. One of the factors. Six, inactivity. Seven, lack of consumption of fruits and vegetables. Eight, alcohol, an increased or uh, you know elevated level of alcohol intake. So folks, what the point here is, is that if you have metabolic syndrome, three out of the five factors or more that I just listed off before, this is why you have chronic disease. This is why you don't feel well. And it is putting you at risk of heart disease and heart attacks. It's putting you at risk of diabetes and you're put, causing you to have to be on many, many different prescription medicines to try and treat it. Discover movement will enhance your mobility, build strength, improve balance, and enable you to move with confidence and ease. To register, please visit our Discover Health online shop at members.discoverhealthfmc.com. Now the other problem 
is that many of you out there, many of us Americans do not know that we even have metabolic syndrome. Stats on patient awareness and control of chronic diseases is really poor in the United States. Look at these facts. Fewer than half of women are aware of the risk factors for, for heart disease, coronary cardiovascular disease. And actually the, one of the top killers of women, even though we think men are more at risk of heart disease is guess what? Heart disease, women. So we need to realize whether we have these metabolic imbalances. Nearly one in three people with high blood pressure that are hypertensive or have high blood pressure are completely unaware of it. Two in five not actively being treated for their high blood pressure. And nearly two in three are not adequately controlled, meaning you know you have high blood pressure, you go to the doctor and you get it checked, but two out of every three are not adequately controlled, meaning the blood pressure is not less than 135 over 80, uh, uh, over 80. Next, less than half who should be treated for high LDL cholesterol, meaning low density lipoprotein, the bad cholesterol, LDL are being treated, meaning less than 50% folks who should be treated for high LDL cholesterol levels, the bad cholesterol are being treated and only one out of three are actually reaching the goal of being treated even if they are being treated. The next point, and here's metabolic syndrome folks, prediabetes or metabolic syndrome is seldom identified. Listen to this stat, only one in 100 people in our general population have been told that they have metabolic syndrome, even though they have three out of those five factors that I listed off before. So if you wanna do yourself a favor, go back and listen to that list again and check yourself. Go to your doctor and ask them to look at these things and determine if you have metabolic syndrome. So you're not in that 99 out of 100 people that might have metabolic syndrome that don't even know it. And this final stat, less than half with, that are diagnosed with type two diabetes and, and know they have diabetes are actually adequately controlled. A whole nother study that was done called the United States Diabetes Prevention Program folks evaluated a lifestyle approach because what's the answer? Okay, let's say you did, you test yourself and you look up your labs and you test your, and your weight, your waist circumference and you realize, wow, I have three or of those five factors that, that Dr. Murray listed off a minute ago, or I have four of them. Oh my God, I have five of them. Folks, how do you, what do you do about it? Well, you can run to the doctor and get prescription medicines. Yes, and at first that's really important to keep things under control, but how do you really reverse it? Lifestyle is your answer. You've got to change your lifestyle. You've got to change what you're eating. You've got to change your activity level. You've got to decrease your stress. You've got to avoid toxins in your world. These things are how you reverse it. So how do we know that this works? Well, the United States Diabetes Prevention Program evaluated a lifestyle approach to prevent type two diabetes in obese people and the whole study had to be stopped early because the results were indisputable that lifestyle, changing one's diet, exercising, decreasing stress, avoiding toxins, 
reduced diabetes by 50% versus comparing that to the just pharmaceutical prescription drug interventions only decreased the uh, diabetes by 30%. So lifestyle had a much better effect, indisputable effect. And therefore the study was stopped and it was just determined that lifestyle is the way to go. Looking here at some more statistics from that study, metabolic syndrome, lifestyle interventions for prediabetes or metabolic syndrome delayed the onset or the diagnosis of type two diabetes by 11 years versus prescription medicines alone, no lifestyle changes, just prescription pharma pharmacotherapy only delayed the onset of diabetes by three years. So would you rather push off any and, and avoid diabetes altogether by 11 years or more? Or would you prefer to, to just take pills and have diabetes in the next three years or four years? The decision is yours. Next, lifestyle interventions decrease the cases of type two diabetes by 20% versus pharmacotherapy or prescription medicines alone only didn't decrease the cases of type two diabetes by eight. So would you have a would you would you rate a 20% decrease in the cases of diabetes and the reversal of diabetes as 20% or would you prefer 8%? Hey, I'd vote for for 20 and be on the medicines only if I need to. Now, what are some tips that I could end with to give you that if you did them today, boom, you make the decision to do them today you will improve your health and you will reduce the, you know, the three factors or any of those five factors of possibly having uh, metabolic syndrome. And the very first thing I would say is sugary drinks. Folks, you gotta stop drinking soda. Do not drink soda, period. The middle, by middle age, soft drink consumption is associated with a higher prevalence and incidence of multiple metabolic risk factors. Consumption of only one soft drink a day will increase your risk by one and a half times of developing metabolic syndrome. So if you did nothing else for yourself, stop drinking soda. Another thing is related to heart disease. The atherosclerosis risk in community study, another study found that long-term consumption of the Western pattern diet, lots of red meat, fried foods, and again, sugary drinks like soda, increase the, the risk of developing metabolic syndrome. So if you stop drinking soda, only drink, eat fried foods maybe once a week, if that, or ever, eliminate it, and you, you stop eating so much red meat and just switch to, to fish for at least a, one night a week, and more chicken, or, or even a night of no meat, per week, you will absolutely decrease your risk and reverse your metabolic syndrome and avoid ever developing type two diabetes. And if you do have type two diabetes, you may be able to reverse that as well with some of these tips. So finally, how to improve, how to reverse metabolic syndrome, how to even reverse and get on the bandwagon and on your journey to reverse type two diabetes, adult onset diabetes, if you already have it, Number one, eat the rainbow. And I don't mean M&Ms and Skittles. I mean, eat 
red, yellow, orange, green, blue, purple foods that are real whole foods. So that, what does that mean? Vegetables and fruits. Number two, stop all sugary drinks. Don't drink another soda other than maybe once a year, if that. And finally, one last point I'll make, and you'll need to look this up. I'm not gonna go into it in detail here, um, but learn about what's called the glycemic index. Google it and learn about it and read about it. The glycemic index, and maybe I'll do another podcast on that coming up soon, is the glycemic index, folks, has to do with any food has been you know, measured in how much that food increases your blood sugar right after you eat it. And every food has a different glycemic index, and they rate it against a tablespoon of pure white cane sugar. So you ingest white cane sugar and boom, your blood sugar goes right up immediately and then insulin has to come and decrease it. So all foods are rated against that as to what its glycemic index is. How much does it boom, increase your blood sugar right away? So things like pasta, rice, grains have an extremely high glycemic index, but fibrous foods uh, such as beans even or um, vegetables and even fruits, some fruits will have a higher glycemic index than others. Oh, and another tip with fruit. Again, rainbow, eating the rainbow. If you eat a piece of fruit that is colored on the outside, but white on the inside, apples, bananas, they have a higher glycemic index than fruits that are colored on the outside and colored all the way inside, like a peach or a strawberry or a blueberry would have a much lower glycemic index, for example, than an apple or a banana that's colored on the outside, but white on the inside. So folks, eat the rainbow, stop all soda, or even fruit juice, folks, because fruit juice, high concentrated fruit juice has actually more sugar per can or per serving than even a soda does. So stop all sugary drinks and Google and learn the glycemic index and learn what that's about and choose foods that emphasize a low glycemic index in your diet. So I'm Dr. Trish Murray, physician, best-selling author, and the Health Catalyst speaker signing off, and I sure hope this has helped. Learn what metabolic syndrome is. Look back at the three factors or the five factors and notice if you have three or more, you do have metabolic syndrome, and be, don't be one of the 99 people out there out of 100 that have no idea that they have metabolic syndrome, even though they do. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the episode and the Discover Health Functional Medicine Center, visit us on our website, discoverhealthfmc.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will join us again next time so you can truly live in play as long as you want.